folks, welcome to an episode of The Artenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan, he is Mac. Hi! Folks, we are finishing, freaking putting the keystone yeah. into the arc, arch, whatever. Folks, Screw we're it, doing... <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, even though we changed outfits for more visual purposes than anything, yeah. um, I'm going to, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit, guys. This yeah. is a, uh, what I like to call a double feature Tuesday. Uh, I love it, man. And it just means we recorded an episode right before this. Yes, we had just re- finished recording In the Mood for Love, so I think our mouths are a little bit tired. Just a yeah. little bit. You know, this does wear on you a little bit, but with that being said, all the same, we are reviewing the third and final season of the television show series called Dark. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I've also aired in mentioning like this film, excuse me, series, so, oh my god. You're okay, you're okay. The TV series, show the series, series Christ. This German series. Ron <gasps> Bo Odar. I, bl- I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he's a creator and writer of this show and deserves uh, a lot and most of the credit uh, that he gets for uh, its inception, as well as I, I can't, I cannot pronounce that name, but uh, Yantia Frieza, maybe. I, I follow her on. Assu- sorry, I'm assuming gender here, but I, I, I follow them on Instagram, and that and... was that that that's a person that has um that has been extremely influential in specifically the writing process. Correct. And so yes, so we we have witnessed the end of the story of Vinden. And what's neat about the season, it introduces, you know, a brand new reality and it finally ties the loop all together. There's a lot to discuss in this episode and there's a lot to uh, decipher Lots. and um, critique and but also understand. So but but Mac on the front end, I always like to ask this question first and for, foremostly. What did you think of the season A and B? How did this season stack up? to the other two uh-huh. and then i guess see also uh so however you want to stab at it uh how did you feel this season wrapped up the bow that is dark uh i thought that overall yeah i thought that this season was not what i hoped it was going to be okay um not as good as i would have as I would have imagined. Because half of it was your first time watching it, right? Like, you had seen, like, the first half or so I'd seen the first already. half or so, yeah. And I had not seen the last uh, three or four episodes. Okay. Um, now, a lot of things happened to those, kind of. Right. Ish. I yes. think so. Yeah. The, I think that the best episode of this series, and I do not think this is a sizzle serve, I think the best episode of this series is the very last one. I think that season three, episode eight is quite beautiful. The Paradise. Yeah. I think that they could have made episodes one through seven of season three into one or two episodes. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yes and also no. There's a lot of information that is interesting and useful, but is not needed. There's a lot of information. Specifically, it's what I like to call reruns. It's information that we've already seen and or like, so, so, so the, the biggest example of it and, and agree with me or disagree with me is us watching. It's like the first episode, I think of the season or the second episode, the lives of the alternate universe. Yeah. 
it's it is so it is so paralleled to you know the 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 regular quote unquote world but there doesn't feel like there's a point to this parallel it's right. just to catch us up on look how similar this world is which they did in the first scene yeah you know what i mean like yeah I got the concept or I got the understanding that, oh, there's another war, a parallel universe. That is interesting to me, and I, and I enjoy that. Yes, structurally, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. And, oh, they are very similar, for the most part, to the other yeah. world. That's really cool. You don't have to tell me those two things 70 times in a row. That, and that, that is the, okay, that, that's the biggest issue I find structurally to this season, right? That it introduces a lot of interesting structural ideas like the alternate universe, but it does not capitalize uh, on it to its effectiveness, right? Yeah. So the things that are new and interesting about, you know, this new world per se, we don't spend a lot of time on. Like, like, like an example is, we don't get to see a lot of the action that uh, middle age alternate Mar Martha goes through. Like that, that's just like right. an example right. of that. It's oh, man. It's, that's true. We know a lot about all of the other ages of Jonas and all of the other ages of Martha, but we do not know about middle age Martha. You're right. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but, but that, that, so that's the biggest thing. But we spend a lot of time of uh, Charlotte in the alternate world having an affair with Ulrich. You, you know, like there there yeah. there are things in that where. Or, like, the amount of times Magnus was having sex with Francisca. Like, it was, like, it felt right. so inconsequential to right. the overall storytelling. Yeah. It was, in a way, it was similar to a problem that was experienced in the first season where it didn't, the story didn't pick the right spots to showcase. That even though, and I think this is going to be a point that I'm going to keep hammering home again and again, that even though the plot was interesting and the plot elements were interesting. Yeah. The story did not follow suit and it was I think this is the I think it's still a good season, right? And it's still yeah. an enjoyable show. Absolutely. But I was still frustrated while watching it because the pacing is all over the place. The, there and, and so then once you find out this other world is a loop, it's like, well shit, you know. Right. Th there are two uh, We're hopping all over the place. This this is what happens when we record an episode right before this one. Blah. Is you just yeah you just start to get a very loose, a and loose version yeah. of Mac and Danny. The oh, yeah. um the the big things that really uh hold this season back for me yeah um and and hold the show back I think actually as as a whole not just the season is that uh it's so so dependent on the concept. And the concept is such a brilliant one. Yes. I really, really love the idea of this show. And honestly, I would have rather watched the writers for several, several hours figure out the map of this show more than actually watching the show that they made. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, the web of this show and the ideas of the show are more interesting than the execution that they actually, like, that they made to to compliment the show i think it's fair to say i've never seen time travel done this well and Same. i've never seen something this complicated done and it was done like there aren't that many plot holes considering we're talking about tra time travel and considering we're talking about the insane amount of like borderline and also actually incestuous relationships absolutely 
uh, yeah. that we have. I'm almost a Game of Thrones level uh, uh, and some incest. More. Yeah, and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah plus yeah. some. Right, um, extra credit, <laughs> <laughs> bonus points. Um, yeah, no, it's it's pretty. Gross I, I think it's important to like give the show that qualification. Yeah, there yeah. isn't a show structured like this. Yeah, which is good and bad. Yeah, good because there isn't a show quite like this, and it was done really well. And the acting, and this is some of the best casting I've ever seen. Period. Especially in terms of physically. About, yeah. We're, yes. And the breadth of it, the 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 amount, the width of this casting pool. Uh-huh. That is big so, cast. It is a large cast. Uh-huh. It's a cast that for the characters that are playing, you know, like the same person per se. It's it's impeccably done, you know, physically and then also acting wise. Yep. It does make me really curious about like how it informs these actors of like which which you know actors' movements. Am I you know picking up on etc etc but you know but all the same like i think it's really really important to give the show these points because the show is unique in that way but also there's a lot to parse through when it comes to structural issues and how watching people discover time travel for the third time is really freaking boring it's really boring Having everything, even though you introduce a new mechanic slash device to the loop, still having everything be a loop for the most part is still ish boring here and there. But I think what the show does super duper well to sort of finally flip the loop on its head, aside from how they close the loop, which is the introduction of the third world, the origin world, the Triketra, the Celtic Knot. um, Which I do like. Yes. Is we'll the usage of that that moment in space time where everything stops, and so fate can be changed, and yeah. so introducing that where there's one reality where Jonas just goes downstairs, uh, and and um saves his own life from the black hole, and then there's another reality where al- alternate Martha, uh, rescues him and teleports him somehow to the <laughs> never got clarification <laughs> on that but whatever right, right. how do they you know go between worlds whatever um to and teleports Jonas to the alternate world and then we see a third one at the end of the show which which is nice but but so then i was finally relieved structurally i'm like something new that they introduced to this formula to keep us on our toes yeah. to make us question once again, whether or not this is going to be a new loop. Right. I, and I think it's, it's little moments that really hammers at home of uh, the stranger slash middle-aged Jonas straight up being like, I don't remember that happening when he meets alternate Martha and alternate Martha explains to him, I traveled you to the, to the other world. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's that. And so, and then the and, and in the same really way well. that, that moment with Martha where uh, Jonas pulls the trigger and she starts pulling the trigger too. Cause she's like, you're supposed to kill me right now. And he's like, no, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think to some people don't really like it, but I think it works in, in terms of the time travel structure of this show that we see another example again of, Jonas this time trying to kill himself and then the a younger uh Noah slash Hano Hano, I think, uh stops him. Yeah. And is and it's like, look, 
I can't kill you right now because your future self already exists. It's sort of flipping it like no on matter its what. Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, like, you can't dodge fate because your fate has already predetermined where you're going to end up. Right. And so because we're trying to work outside of that fate, you, you, can't, you can't challenge right. fate like it, that. It's also very, very funny, and I love this, that the idea of um, the idea of fate that we know and that we have become obsessed with as a culture is yeah. this idea that there is some outside entity or god that has decided what you are meant to do while you are alive yeah and it's interesting predestination essentially right predestination exactly it's interesting whenever you're told uh because the whole time travel thing that this god that has decided what you're meant to do is you yeah you know what i mean yeah that like you are trapped now by yourself yeah and that you are but then you can't get out of it because of yourself exactly exactly and in that same way, it's kind of beautiful the way that they – I really actually do love the way they wrap up the show, but really just in episode eight, the last episode. Yeah. Like, it's just that episode that I like because it, that's whenever they – not not just introduce – because I guess at the end of episode seven, they introduce the idea of the third world. But in in the episode eight, they explain they're, the reason the third world is there and, yeah. the, and, and the reason that we exist – is because the third world were nothing. And I think, once again, structurally very interesting, and I think that aids the eighth episode. I think it was introduced too freaking late! Mm -hmm. Um, Well, because it makes me curious, again, of how this show is structured, that then they use episode seven as like, all right, episode seven is literally them tying as many things up as possible. That's the purpose of episode seven. I have a problem when shows and movies are structured like that when you have such a great or to a lesser extent movies but shows spend such a great amount of time this case an entire episode of literally tying up loose knots more ways than one it's literally tying up loose knots and it's like okay so structurally you could not fit what you needed to tell in already 10 episodes, I believe, in the first season, and then eight in the second and third. And so it was, it felt more true in the third season than yeah. the other ones that they were biting off more than they could chew yeah. when it comes to the new structural elements that were good but were not implemented well. Right. And in their defense, that's a good way of putting super it. Super difficult to implement. We're, once again, we're talking about time travel. Then we introduced an alternate universe. Then we introduced uh, the wiggle room of space time where uh, fate can be changed a little bit. We introduced those things. And then in the very end, we also introduced the third world, which is actually the origin world. A lot of new things were introduced in this third season that makes me wonder could some of them have been introduced in the second season? Because it really feels like the second season is just a gap in between the first yeah. and the third. That even though, even though, like, it's not bad. The, sh- the show is not bad. The show is very well, oh. well done. And I think also anybody who likes the show, who loves the show, I'm like, right on. Makes perfect sense. 
but I was still frustrated part of the journey because once again, as you briefly mentioned, how committed the show is to its own concept, to its time time travel concept, to its time loop thing yeah. that I've been talking about these past three seasons, including this one now, where because they're so tied to that concept that when you have character actions not, you know, matter per se when everything is already predetermined it like it hurts to watch right you know because right. it's just like you right. can't right. change right. anything yes so the moment where the audience believes that they can change something invigorating reinvigorating right. like crazy yeah because the moment when older jonas says i don't remember that happening i was like okay it'd be a really lazy choice if uh he has amnesia or something so i'm gonna tr- trust the showrunners that they don't do that yeah so then what they're introducing to me is, a, is super duper exciting. And then it it kind of boils down to, ah, no, the alternate universe is also a loop. Blah, you know. Yeah, right. The the I, I think that this is a, a constant problem with concept-born television series. Yeah. Um, is that the idea is so exciting. Um, and I agree that this idea is very exciting. That uh because the director and writer, because it's so high concept and so difficult to explain, they become so obsessed with explaining the concept that they forget that we might come for the concept, audiences come for the concept, but they stay for the characters. And so yeah. it's difficult because I think this season was an excellent example of the most frustrating version of that high concept television, which is... I love the concept. I really do. And that got me through the first and second season. And that made the last episode in season three so, uh, so relieving. And so, um, and and it capitalized so much. The problem is the rest of the season could have been better if the uh, director and writer, I I don't really know who to blame, to be honest. (laughs) Um, If they cared about the characters as much as I do. Because, like, yeah. as an audience member. Yeah. Be- or I-, I think maybe as much as the actors do as well. Because how many moments can you think of in season three where Jonas and Martha silently look longingly into each other's eyes because they don't know what to do? Like, if I have to watch those motherfuckers stare and silently cry each other for another second, I'm going to jump off the goddamn roof. And in their defense, done, like, done really really well well they did the best they could but it's like structurally in that story just it being done I'm like fuck I gotta watch this again I gotta watch this again I know I know I have to watch this again and so it's difficult because it's like wait if this is supposed to be some sort of emotional payoff it's not it's not doing it for me and so it's sad because I I started to become frustrated Mm. with uh, uh, with Martha and Jonas so much so that by the last episode I, I know for a fact that if I would have skipped most of season three and gone straight from season two to the last episode of season three, I probably would have cried. Like, there, it's mm. just so grand and so extraterrestrial. Like, yeah. it's so supernatural. Sorry, is the, I guess the word I was trying to mm. say. All of the things that happened to them and that their love, it's not just a matter of it being destined or, or it being a matter of fate. It is like cosmic attraction like it is it, it, it is above all other love like it's this awesome thing and it's a beautiful idea that I don't care as much about anymore 
it's it's the plot versus story dilemma. You can have as interesting as a plot as possible, but if it messes up the storytelling, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. Right, right. I, it, it, sorry, it, go ahead. It, it, I think it comes back to what we are talking about with season two, which is, again, I've talked about this many times since we talked about it last with other people that I know because it's very applicable. Uh-huh. The dramatic inflation idea that we had, yeah. right? Where it's like the the more secrets that you have, the less I care about the secrets, which is yeah. why something like Little Women is so successful. is because there's only like one to two secrets per person in Little Women. And that's why it's so interesting to watch is because whenever the secrets come out, they mean that much more. Yeah. Whereas in this show, there is a realization or an epiphany that happens every 30 fucking seconds. So yeah. I care less and less about them in the <laughs> well, same cause, way. Because cause, cause every thought experience, too, for those characters is like, ah, oh, shit, I was feeding into the loop. Yeah, exactly. It's and the same experience. It's the same epiphany. Again, yeah, it's the again, same realization. And again. And, and I understand though, that the characters are frustrated that this is happening, but but the audience shouldn't feel frustrated in the exact same way or at the same pace because then I'm not frustrated with the characters. I'm frustrated at the show. Yes. um, Yes. Which is is so annoying. It's so annoying. But uh, uh, in the same way of like the dramatic inflation, I kind of felt the same way about like the emotional payoff moments in season three. That every single time that they were sad and Jonas and Martha were staring at each other and were like, oh, but I wish we could have been together. I'm like, okay, we've had so many of these that I don't I fucking know. care anymore. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's yeah. so sad, though, because I do really do love those characters. And I really, really did love them in season one, season two. But in season three, the first half just was a beating as an audience member. And and uh, it was difficult, especially because... Um, like I said, I watched the first couple episodes of season three, and then I waited, and then I watched uh, the last couple episodes uh, last week, right? Yeah. Um, in order to like like work my way up, uh, and I'm glad that I did that. But here's the one problem that happened, um, is that I I got say I got COVID, right? I, oh, yeah. I I got Omicron. For those that didn't know, I got Omicron over the Congratulations. break. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, like uh like around Christmas time. And th- thank you, Mazeltov. Um, but, <laughs> but the problem with that is that I had so much extra time that I ended up watching, uh, all of Game of Thrones. Um. The fuck were you doing? I thought it was, it was either that or just like uh, twiddling my thumbs. I would have like rewatched The Wire before I would rewatch Game of Thrones. Okay, sorry. But, oh, this but- is the thing. I haven't watched Game of Thrones all the way through. Okay. That was my first viewing. Oh my god! I, yeah, so I I had watched seasons one and two of Game of Thrones, and then I'd watched the entire thing over again. Yeah, while I was sick, and the problem is, is that I that show is so fucking good about uh, closing arcs and loops and yeah. capitalizing on yeah. moments and characters. Yeah. Oh yeah, that by the time I came back to dark, I was like, I don't fucking care about any of you anymore. I, Which is sad say, because yeah, I really I say, did. I did so much. I will say that's the case for the most part on Game of Thrones until like the last like two seasons. Dear God, how I feel about that show is like a really bad breakup with an ex girlfriend. That's, that's so how sad. I, I've never rewatched that show. Again. Okay, so this is the thing though is that I because I agree that season seven's trash. I I agree with that, and everyone hates season seven. But I actually like season eight quite a lot. A lot of people disagree, but I actually like season eight. I hate season seven. I I can understand why people hate season seven. 
but that's maybe for another day. That is absolutely for another day. And when I say another day, I hope I hope it's never a day because I swear to God, <laughs> if you pick Game of Thrones, I will kill you. No, I'm not gonna pick Game of Thrones. Thank God, I don't. That, that would be an entire season of the Artenders. I, like, I can't do that to. to the show. I would be ruining to. the show unless we did the Game of Thrones in one episode. Point that might be being, a point pick. being, Sorry. one of the worst things right. Dark does in this season is. <laughs> Is how they implement implement unknown slash quote unquote the origin slash Jonas and Martha's son. Holy shit! What a waste of a character. I agree. What? Oh my god! What? I cannot agree more. It is a character literally <laughs> alive to tie oh. knots. It is oh a my ca- god. that character is literally a plot device. No, it's a walking plot device. And I understand structurally, because of how the time loop thing is structured, everybody per se is a plot device. But but, not like but that. every single one of those characters have character. Right? Everyone wants something. Including including characters that you barely get any screen time with. Celia, I think, is a really good example. I feel like there is some character to Celia. I don't feel like she's that much of a plot device. Who is uh who becomes Bartosh's wife. Oh yeah. Um however Holy shit. I have never seen such a walking, breathing plot device yeah. in my goddamn life. Well, here's the life. other thing. Be- really fast. Really fast. Yeah. Because, so Jonas is slash Adam. Let me sp- specify. Adam's motivation to to do what he's doing is to, and finally we got some real clarification, I think, in this season, mm-hmm. is to end literally just end the universe so this time bullshit just doesn't have to happen anymore because yeah. death is more of an escape than what's happening right now. Because the real paradise is nothing. Because exactly. this it's, is it hell. It's sort of like escapism. Right, right. right. Then you have Eva. And then they made it religious was actually kind of smart. I liked the way that they handled it. Yes. And then you have Eva, who is, who is the, the Martha equivalent to uh, Adam's Jonas, Jonas's Adam, whatever, where her whole purpose you know, like, why she wants to keep the whole time thing alive is to keep her son alive. Okay, so, like, I, I'm willing to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt of... We're not... Both of us, Mac, you and I, we're not parents, so we do not feel... We cannot empathize with that. We can right. sympathize, but we cannot empathize with the, you know, the the unexplainable words thing feeling of having to keep well i think i heard a shout outside or something yeah i hope someone's dead okay um of keeping her son alive alive right however why yeah because because i'm because that that son is nothing you are nothing right i have no idea why eva is motivated even in the slightest aside from him being her son to keep him continually alive for what purpose also they were like your son is the loop like he is the origin it's like no he's not he's clearly not we've established several times that he's not right right but also like it's frustrating just like you said whenever they're like but martha like this is your son like are like isn't it crazy to have like feel that your son is in front of you and then she like gets emotional and starts and and she goes to uh to kill uh jonas jonas and I'm yeah I'm I'm just I I'm I'm lost there. Like in that moment I agree. I had the exact same thought. I was like why, why does, do you care about your why son? Why does she feel that great of a need? Yeah. Like like need enough to like oh my god, this is my son. Okay, I feel the duty to protect him. But to the lengths that she goes to, I'm like what the like there there right. I 
it did not track for that character also, to have that motivation is what I'm trying to get at. Right. I, I want to talk about more about that character. Uh, uh, I don't even know his name. Uh, Jonas and Martha's son. The unknown. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, that's a beat. Whenever we come back from a word from our sponsor. Thank you. The fact that this character has literally no name is is poetic perfect to testament. the lack of character yeah. that this character has. Yeah, also, yeah. just like I'm edgy and dark. Uh, I'm I'm scary. Ooh, that's my right. character. Boring as shit. Sorry. In, so in that same vein, in the exact same you, vein. Thank you. I just want to lead with that because I'm like that's perfect. <laughs> I agree. Magnifique. A very similar thought that I had last segment was that uh, I think it's funny because I wanted to compare him to Frankenstein. Um, but the funny thing like is... Like the monster? Yes, the okay. mo the Frankenstein's monster. The funny thing is, That's though... Almost a fine. That, I know, so close, that Frankenstein's monster is actually more human and way, way more of a character than that character would ever be. Yeah, it's a teaching um, moment you, through that character. You know, right, like, and, and thematically. Right, well, also, like, so what we, what we learn in acting theory and the thing that uh, uh, every, every, we're told that every single time that we are on stage and that we are uh, in a character that is exploring the human experience, which is ideally every character you ever play, the thing that makes them human is the fact that they want something or, yeah. or that is something that is distinctly human-esque. Um, so it's weird that this character literally doesn't want anything. Yeah. It is quite literally a tool. I don't know exactly who he works for. I'm assuming he just works for it's Eva. It's Eva. Eva, yeah, 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 yeah. But if so, he never talks. He never does anything other than just go and do chores to make sure yeah. that the that the time loop stays. Yeah, he just kind of says, hey, what we know is a drop. Oh, uh, well, we don't know is an ocean. And then just kills people and then has time loop things happen. Right. But, like, would have been so much more interesting, right? If this character was actually explored, if this character had wishes, ambitions, des desires, uh, hates, loves, whatever, anything. A name, for one. Yeah. Was it that impossible to give this motherfucker a name? Right. Really? Really? Yeah. Just to keep us in suspense, but whatever. Like you could have still teased that, like he is the origin point, and not really give him a name. But like, Eva doesn't even address him with a name. Like, what is? It's such a lack of humanity. Yeah. That but that's a perfect example of no writer that cares about the story just as much as the concept mm -hmm. would ever let that happen. Exactly. It sounds really cool. It sounds like wombo jumbo anime bullshit, like edgy, edgy yeah. lord, cool stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Anime bullshit. I love that. You're right. You're you're right on the money. And so then, when it's actually explored on screen, it's just like, oh wow, that's really boring. Right. It feels like a 15 year old wrote that for his D and D campaign. I would, that's what that felt like. I would love to get your take on what, what. What did you think of the last? scene where they're at dinner and there's like an oh is that an earthquake is apocalypse whatever but like in the real world okay so in the origin world right the origin world that 10 house makes a time machine and uh what's really really cool 
is that Tannehouse's time machine eliminates his own world, creates and splits off two new ones uh, that are stuck in a time loop. And and how it sort of resolves itself is Jonas and alternate Martha going back in time in the origin world to stop uh, the origin event, which is Tannehouse's uh, uh, child, his, his son, grandson, grandchild, I don't remember, and um, daughter-in-law dying in a car accident. And um, so they stopped that from happening. And what's really cool is that so Tanhouse creating the machine and then not even and how it fixes itself is two angels, quote unquote, descending down. And then so what actually fixes itself is a reality that Tanhouse actually never made the machine. And yeah. so he will never know that his time machine worked per se. Very cool. Very, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And then, so we, that is all capstoned with now in the present day, which is like 2019, 2020, whatever, of, you know, some of the characters that weren't intrinsically involved with the time loop mumbo jumbo, which is like barely any, which right. is crazy to think yeah. about. It's, it's, they had to like grab some characters that we haven't seen in seasons that we were like, wait, where the fuck were they? Yeah, the sex worker whose name I keep forgetting. And you're like, oh, I, right, these there. are the only people that yeah. weren't affected oh, Valor, by their... he's there too, okay. Yeah, yeah right, cool. exactly. It's like, oh, Regina, <laughs> oh, you're a character, that's right, you're not just a device for Claudia. Ah, true, sorry. True, true. Um, so, so, <laughs> sorry about that. No, don't um, be, you're right, you're right. And I think it, it speaks to the show's structural element. I'm like, oh my god, that many people were involved in the time loop that if you take that out of the equation, they don't exist. That's insane. Mm -hmm. And also really cool. But So how did I feel about that scene? Finally, to get to that point, to give the proper framing for the audience. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, because, because I think it's important to show to the audience what the world looks like without... You know the the alternate dimensions of Vinden. I think it's important to show, like, how much happier these people are without these interferences. That even though like Hannah's huge gaping hole of need is Ulrich, to have that out of the equation, she's so much happier right. without him. Same thing for Katarina. You take that gaping hole of need out, and then. And then so different things actually fill that hole. And it's like, and so because of the lack of the timeline mumbo jumbo, she is so much happier than before. These people are at peace, you know, as opposed to being haunted by the shadow that is like the time loop. So I, I actually think it's really important for the emotional payoff for the audience to get that experience of things ended up being okay and things right ended up being the way they were supposed to be and that's good and that's good i th there are a few things that i'm still uh sort of fuzzy on that I'm, I'm, I'm i'm wondering if you if you got any answers that i missed um so jonas and martha were not real in the origin world like or they, or they didn't exist yet at least yeah in the origin world correct yeah, they had to do some Back to the Future bullshit of they have to create the event uh, that stops the origin in order to cease themselves. Right, right. So I I guess I'm confused. Why were they the origin? 
Like, why were they the one? You know what I mean? Why, like, those iterations of Jonas and Martha? Like, and... why were they the ones that had to be the ones to stop the time machine? Why couldn't it have been, like, fucking Bartosh or something? I, I mean, from a, a... Now, like, this is the thing where, they, like, they from a really plot point them. of view, like, it has to be Jonas and Martha, right? Absolutely. Because they are, like, the biggest players in this game. Right. But now, in terms of... Because we have established that for some God knows why reason... Uh, uh, the concept is the most important thing in the concept. Why are they the chosen ones? Because they're really made out to be the chosen ones. I don't know. It's just how things happen. I get, but yeah, and, I and guess. So it's just frustrating to me that like. But 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 you're but but what you're asking is like why is the plot structured like this? I don't know. I don't know. But like, why. I think that Claudia could have just as easily gone and, and been the person yeah, to stop th- the timeline. And this is this is a question. If you like, do a little bit of like a deep dive, which I have, of course, because I'm a nerd. Sometimes, uh, like into like the 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 subreddit for this show. Sure, like, sure, sure. People have these questions too. Like, this is a question I've seen before. Yeah. Nobody really has an answer because it's yeah. just like that's just how the show was done. Here's one know? that that isn't as much of a Reddit question that I feel like must have been answered and I just missed it. Yeah. Uh. So. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, God. T- Tana... Tana House? I don't know. Tana Han... I don't know. What's his name? What's his name? T- Tana House? Or the Thank scientist? Yes, 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 sorry. I, I, forgot, the, I forgot his... Uh, <laughs> Let uh, me throw a random suffix. just like, you know, noises at you. See if no, you can no, piece no, them no, together no, like sorry. a jigsaw puzzle. Fucking Thanks, Matt. Chill. Okay. Uh, Tana House. He was the one that made the time machine. Correct. Originally. But then... But his only worked in the 33-year increment thing. Ah, uh, here it is. The ball. Yeah. Escapes Where did that rule. come from? Yeah. I, I like, and so like, I assume. Because I love uh, it's, the, it's I that love. Ver- it's that world's version, but then it seems like the ball could break that 33 year rule thing. I but think. in the split worlds, Tannehouse doesn't know how to make the time machine uh, other than people, other than it being brought to him. Yeah, and I assume, uh, like you, but like. So I don't so, know who would have made so it. So this is also the issue with introducing the alternate world it shows us all the wrong things yeah because that's a good and valid question that you Thank have you. right of of critical moments that happen in this timeline or in this reality are not shown so yeah. we're just left to infer well i guess martha was the one that did that instead of jonas yeah but then but wasn't claudia also a player so i guess claudia was a player in and that i too. think that i would it must have been the same claudia you know uh-huh. because because claudia then became a doppelganger of of alternate claudia so that but so then we are left to like fill in the gaps and so then it makes me quasi frustrated of like you introduced this new concept of the alternate world and you could not you know Finish it off, right? Per se, it, like if you are a show that prides yourself on detail to the yeah. point where, like we said, and we have given this this praise, time travel, uh-huh. uh, alternate dimensions, one of the best shows, hands down. Yeah, but b- because of the detail, yeah. But there are a couple things that they introduce that they're like, and we don't really have time to tell you about that. But, so but you know what's funny? But you know what's funny? It's a catch twenty two because. If they did show that, then we would be pissed at the show yes, because true. I'm like, you're doing the same thing. Right. You're right. You're you right. Know? So it's like. It would have been better as a novel. Let's be honest. Yes. I, okay. I, I want explanation. Thank you. Thank you. I had this thought yeah. as I was watching this season. I was like, I would have much rather like read this yeah. as opposed to watch this. Yeah. 
Because I... Because I, I, I want it explained to me. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, how that works. God, but yeah, the, the amount... It's also, structurally in this season, again, the amount of explanations there is for things happening... So much more when you compare it to the first season where uh, instead of explanations, it's experiences. Mm-hmm. And so, but then, you, once again, it's a catch-22. You can't have, and even they already they already break that rule sometimes too, you can't have, you know, these characters kind of, you know, experience these things again because we've already seen that. But the, So then you're resorting to explanations, but then explanations are boring storytelling devices because you're doing it all the time. Yeah. You know, all of that to say, like, there are structural issues that this show writes itself into a corner. Yeah. You know, and it, it can't possibly deliver it on, especially when you have two seasons setting up one world, you introduce an alternate one at the beginning of the third season you cannot possibly capitalize that to its fullest Uh in one season by itself and then it's also you're still committing to the concept that is the time loop that it's going to be like either way that even though the acting and the cinematography and the lighting and the casting is all so well done because the story cannot do that structure justice because that structure is holding the story hostage. Oh, that's a really good way of putting it. I love that imagery, Danny. The structure and the concept is holding the story hostage. I agree. I cannot agree anymore with you. And I think that, honestly, I think that I would be more okay as an audience member with the amount of unanswered questions that we have at the end of season three, if it wasn't for the fact that I can think of a hundred moments that they showed us in season three that I that I would have rather been getting the answers to those questions. Like, if I could have replaced one of those, oh, but I love you and we're perfect for each other moments <gasps> with an answer to the, the little ball time machine thing. Mm-hmm. And an answer to the... Um, like like a little more depth for uh uh Jonas and Martha's unnamed son. Yeah. If are you okay there? Bro, I was coughing my, my I'm lungs. so sorry. I'm talking so much. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Uh, I feel like if I would have gotten those moments, then I wouldn't have been as upset. You know what I mean? I think so. Like I, I it's it's not as much that there were unanswered questions. It's that they were unanswered questions in low of a bunch of shit that I didn't care about. Yeah. Or another a parallel that we didn't have to see and wasn't in service of the story. Right. It and and and, and yeah, this is the phrase that kept coming to mind as I was watching season three. And this is what was so disappointing. It's not that I was thinking this is bad. I never thought oh, this is bad. It's, I just got to so a point. Well done. It really is. I just got to a point where I was like. I just kept thinking this phrase, and I was trying so hard not to think it, but I kept thinking the phrase, I don't think I care anymore. Yeah. Like, there were so many moments where I was like, I love this show, but I don't think I care anymore. I was just trying was to get tired. to the end. Yeah, same. Yeah, because... But then season... But because then it was a light, happened. but it was the light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel. I'm like, maybe the end actually introduces something new, and we can finally break this structure. Right. You know? But then... I'm like, okay, let me let's, let's but just then get the I'm focusing eight. so much on the destination, I cannot possibly enjoy the journey. Cannot. But the moment, the moment that, uh, 
that Jonas and Martha go into that like interstellar world. Yeah. In episode mm-hmm. eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they start looking through the mirrors and shit and, and like they like walk off into the like into the abyss. All of that, I was there every moment. Yeah. The, I, captivated. Yeah. For that entire thing. I'm like it because the the show earned our trust and respect at that point of just like fuck it. Introduce something weird. Whatever. You know? Because it's just like even if you can't possibly explain it, like, I think it's honestly a testament to the acting uh-huh. that just to watch, you know, like, Lewis Hoffman and... Um, uh, Lisa Mar- Vickery. Thank you. Uh, to watch those actors go through that experience, I'm like, that's a treat. That's a treat. Yeah. And so, if you're going to put them in that situation, and even though it's, like, weird as hell, whatever. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yep. Even though... I do like, like both if, of them. Even though if They're you dating tried, in real life. That's adorable. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the cutest thing you've ever told me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, oh know. my god. I I mean I hope they're still together. But last I last I checked, they're still together. That's so dang cute. Yeah, right. Wouldn't I don't want to talk about up? anything else, Wouldn't which is not a good idea because I know. we have like over ten minutes left, but it's just like Didn't that just light you up? That oh my god. The um You need to pick a new topic because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna think I'm about living that for a while. in this for a minute. Great. The uh yeah, uh, uh, another thing that I thought about that really bothered me, I know that we have a long list already, but I'm going to add to that list. I'm so happy. The, something that really bothered me, in that moment where they're in the interstellar, uh-huh. right? I like and, how we're just calling it the interstellar. But Spoilers, you, I but guess. But you know exactly what I mean. Yeah, it's that weird dimension of, yeah. like, lights everywhere. It lights up. Yeah, like the little splashy lights that, yeah. Um, it, it looks like she doesn't want a space odyssey as well. Sure. Um, I think they kind of took from that. Uh, it bothered me that they weren't floating. They were standing. Of all things to pick at. I know. I know. Of all things to nitpick at. But it made it look really corny. It did look corny. Sure, 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 sure. Like if they were floating, it would have looked cool. But because they were standing, it looked corny. But I think does that make any sense? Because then you're like, there's a green screen because you're standing on a ground right now. Oh yeah. Also, like the the visual effects, like it was really, really done well for. Everything in that show, except for that the last fucking moment. Yeah, it required so much of a budget that like or and or time that they just didn't have. It's just yeah. like, oh yeah, that's right, green screen. I forgot. That's right. All this they had to thing. do just rope screen. them up, rope just have them rope. Nah, up. bro, I think that would have looked worse. Like like them floating. Yeah, dude. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I would have been way more down with the with the floating than the, whatever. Because the, the standing, Your I'm just nitpick. like. So what are you standing on then? Who cares? Okay. At that point, like that I mean, I'm I'm hand waving because I'm like, sure, we can nitpick that if we want. Yep. But it's just like that's like at that point I was like, fuck it, something new. I like you know, I was just taking <laughs> that's any win, true. Fuck any it, something win new I could get. And that's the truth though. Yeah. I, I really yeah, yeah, that, that that really was it. There was it was a it was a matter of just anything new, please, for the love of all that's that's good and I also didn't know uh, uh, who or what significance um, Bartosh's wife had. Because what doesn't she grow up to be somebody important? Bartosh's wife? I mean, yeah. aside from being, you know, the the mother to Hanno and Agnes, like she is Celia, who right. who was in right. the. The, the vast future timeline who was helping Elizabeth and then is also uh, 
Hannah and Egon's I daughter. forgot all about her. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. You're right. More You're right. character than a really important character that is the unknown, who literally didn't have a name. Uh, but, you know, you not, by, not, not by much. Uh, the, the other thing that... Uh, the, the, there was another moment in season three that I really loved that I think yeah. also came really late as well. I think uh-huh. either episode seven or eight. Um, it was whenever middle-aged Jonas yeah. goes into the room in the 1800s and kills his mom God, in front yeah. of a little girl. And like, but, and then and takes the little girl. Because that's when he's starting to really become Adam. And yeah. it's just like. Because you wonder the enti- literally the entire series. How does Jonas wait, become Adam? Exactly. The moment you figure out and or find out that Jonas is Adam, how does that happen? Yeah, you're like, what? How does that, what? And does that was. I don't know. I okay. don't think so. Certainly doesn't track with Martha's Eva. No, certainly doesn't track. There we is no reason that. they that they've given, but not that not there's no reason. The reason was sure as shit not strong enough. Right, right, right. Definitely to because, the sun. Yeah, because when you have a time loop, you need to have the actions of those characters be motivated yeah. like a motherfucker. And I understand why. So they don't feel like devices. Be, those so they don't feel like just plot points. I understand why that would be a good motivating factor for middle-aged or older Martha. Uh-huh. But I don't understand how a teenage Martha could have the maturity and the wherewithal to for 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 her to care that much about this unborn child that she doesn't yeah. have any Especially when she Who's also creepy as shit. Thank you. Thank you. Because I like if, I, if if you were like, this is your son, I would be like, poor kid. Like, what did abstinence. I do to you? What did I do to you? Yeah. Abstinence. That's the first word I think of whenever I see that person. It's like, I wish that that person was ever born. Holy shit. <laughs> That's not true. I'm sure that he's a lovely well, you guy. You just went and said it. I mean, nah, I was, I was just trying. I was playing around. God. It's just fun to say shit sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah... It, I don't think that it really tracks for me on Jonas either because okay. like him turning evil because all there really was is that he was stuck in the 1800s for so long that he eventually went crazy. That, that's what, that's what I was left to, left to interpret. Yeah. Right? It, it was, and became, I guess, and because he became more crazy, became more motivated to end the whole thing. And, and right. so was going to do that at whatever it takes. And I would have been okay if, again, instead of you showing me all of this useless bullshit that I don't care about, if you would have shown me maybe a montage, even one, or like little clips over time of middle-aged Jonas very slowly but surely descending into madness or descending into there's no point and all hope is lost. We didn't get your – I think you're absolutely correct because we didn't get enough of those. We didn't we get got, enough middle-aged Jonas. We didn't well, get enough no, montages. No, 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 specifically – also, hold on. Another thing for the show, the most Grey's Anatomy bullshit ever. I hate when shows do this. Fucking end shows with, this is the song for this episode. Yeah. And like, let's have a montage, you know, instead of just just doing the story well in its structure. Whatever. Yes. The we end. did not, we, we did not get enough of the sort of like ticks in the boxes for middle-aged Jonas the Stranger to become Adam. The most that we got was like one scene of him trying to fix something and he gets electrocuted on his arm. Like that was like the most yep. that I can think of off the top of my head. And maybe there is one or two that I'm forgetting, but that, that, that is what's speaking to me at the moment. And so then once again, it's an issue 
structurally for the show where if you cannot possibly fit in character motivations that make perfect crystal clear sense it's hard it's 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 difficult to watch it's yep. difficult to witness and so like i think what makes season 1 such a treat for the most part is that those motivations are so clear and so tangible for all those people like Ulrich I think is a really great example of how he tries to kill Helga you know yeah. um so so that that's that's the issue that I have um in regards to that so so when you have such a pivotal player like Adam and then you don't have enough of the ticks in the boxes for the stranger to become Adam then you are trivializing the structure of the show because of how big of a part Adam is, which you're already doing with Eva because of how you how you structured and explored that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you spent so much time structuring and exploring other things that you forgot about the most important things in the service of the story. And so, that is where the season was really lacking. You know, mm-hmm. so I think. How did you like it in comparison to the other seasons? Because you talked about. I thought it was better. Not I mean, liking first season and liking the second season a little bit better. I th- I think this show, this is kind of tying to the end of it all. Now, stepping away from the show, I like the show a lot more than while I was in it. I appreciate the the show a lot more now than I did while I was watching the show. Okay. Yeah. Now, after watching all three seasons, season one, I think, is the best and is the tightest. Season two is fine. It's It just feels like a bridge between one and three, kind of. Like, it's just like story things happen to these people. It, did, it didn't feel like there was something there at the end of the road for that season. Season three, I think they introduced cool new devices but they did not explore them effectively and the story suffered because of it. Um, even though this is some of the best acting and cinematography, and definitely casting. Uh, so I think the big question, Mac, is as... Oh, it's, it's it's a big moment. It's a big time for us. Here as I'm is. filibustering. Yep. Guys, we're in a two-minute warning. Two warning y'all. Do you recommend this show, Mac? Do I recommend the show? Uh, I... Yes, tentative. Tentative, yes. I, I honestly, I, I would recommend more than the show itself having a conversation with someone who's seen the show about the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that the concept's cool. I, I, I think that it's worth like thinking about. It's a cool thought experiment, but I feel like it's something that you learn in, in a philosophy class more than you than you do in uh in in the format of a show. Um, I think that season three, uh, is. Oh, for yeah. me, I might go season two, season one, season three. Okay. Maybe season two, season three, season one, um, because there are some redeemable moments in season three that make me go, okay, I wasn't watching the show for nothing. Um, but season three is just so frustrating because I cared so much and they didn't in the yeah. same ways. What about you? They didn't in the structure. Like, right. I think they did care about those characters. Right, right, right. It, it's just that they, that they had priorities and they weren't the same as mine. Yeah. Um, would you recommend the show? Uh, even though it was a frustrating experience, yes, I do recommend the show because I'm interested in what other people think. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm trapped in my own void of like talking to you about it and like reading up Reddit posts. I'm like, I feel like I'm the only person that feels this way about this show. Right, right, you right, know? right, right, right. But like, 
I the good parts to the show are fantastic. Yeah, I think and the also bad parts it's not a hard show, watch. Bad. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's a hard watch. It's either. brisk and it's fun. Honestly, honestly, I think most people will like this show. I agree. I think we are just in the minority when it comes to that. Mac, you hit the microphone. Fuck. Yes. Fuck. Fuck. Yes. No, my God. Okay, yes. we're well, running out of time, asshole. What are we watching next week? We're watching we... a movie that just came out. Directed and written by Adam McKay. Oh my god. It's about kidding. COVID, but it was written before I COVID. I hate you. I've already seen it a million times. Don't look up.